The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who on this town tonight. Hey, welcome into the Kwame Last of the Sports Talk Radio Show. We are live. It is Monday. I'm in studio, Demry Lachey. Kwame Laster will be joining in pretty soon. Hopefully, if not, hey, you can always call in on the show at 888-346-9144. Once again, the number is 888-346-9144. It is a beautiful Monday. Happy holiday. Holiday week, I guess you could say. The, um, the big Christmas day, Christmas Eve, Christmas day coming up this week, Wednesday. It's Christmas Eve and Christmas day follows the next day on that Thursday. So, I got done with all my Christmas shopping this weekend. Along with that, tuned into a whole lot of sports that also happened this weekend, especially last night after the huge game. I think it was the biggest game in the Cardinals' history thus far. and Well, at least during their current history. Not going to knock out the Super Bowl um, loss that they took against the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2008. But I think last night was the biggest game in the franchise's history. And it was also the biggest loss not only to the team, but to the, mainly the defense as well. You already knew the offense was going to struggle with Ryan Lindley starting um, at quarterback this coming up weekend. And it was talks before the game about Drew Stanton possibly playing with an MCL sprain, which I highly doubted it because, I mean, you just sprained your knee. There's no way you're going to start the next Sunday. But anything's possible because DeMarco Murray definitely started this past Sunday as well against the Indianapolis Colts at home. So anything could happen. But I was pretty shocked to see um, the the defense of the Arizona Cardinals and how quickly it collapsed throughout the whole game process. And then in the fourth quarter, it just got that much worse. I just want to send a shout-out and tip my cap off to Mr. Beast Mode, Mr. Marshawn Lynch. That run in the fourth quarter pretty much simplified the Seahawks' whole game last night in a division and them stomping and winning the division now. I think, well, the Cardinals still has a close outside chance. Now they have to depend on Seattle losing and also Green Bay losing at Detroit or Green Bay losing at home against Detroit in the last week of football coming up. So still the home field advantage for the Cardinals to have it throughout the um, whole playoff system is still up for grabs, but the percentages are pretty much lower because Seattle, they're going home, they're hosting they're going to be hosting the St. Louis Rams, even though they lost to the Rams earlier this season. Off some slicey, dicey, tricky plays and some special teams performances that showed out for the St. Louis Rams earlier in the season. This is a whole nother Seattle team, and also the Rams hasn't scored, haven't scored offensive touchdowns in quite some time. And the way that Seattle was playing, especially their defense coming through. And how badly Arizona offense struggled. Don't expect 
St. Louis offense to really put up any points, any scares against that defense of the Seattle Seahawks. Because Seattle right now, I mean, they're looking even better, even stronger than they were last year when they were making a run towards the Super Bowl as well. Um, That offense, Seattle finally has a camaraderie offense where it's actually dynamic more than it was even with Percy Harvin, Sidney Rice, along with that offense last season at one point. But now you got Seattle's Russell Wilson. I mean, this guy, he, he, he took it, he's taking his game to a whole nother level, and it's pretty scary. I say this because before it was just like, okay, this guy, he can, he can scramble a little bit, uh, makes a lot of – makes some good plays, some not good plays, and you, I really couldn't – you know, I really wasn't on the bandwagon of, okay, I can't really trust him. It's already year three for him, and this guy is looking like he's been playing in the NFL for over a decade. I mean, this guy, is, he's going to change the way the position, the quarterback position is looked at even further, even more than what is the whole tradition of it. Like you have, like how you have your traditional Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, just your prototypical pocket passers. This guy, Russell Wilson, is doing it, and he's doing it at a whole nother level. I really hope yeah, Mr. Famous Jameis from Florida State is really paying attention to Russell Wilson and how the way he's controlling not only his team, but how he's controlling the whole city of Seattle. Because Jameis Winston, he can pick up a lot from what the, from how the way Russell Wilson run the show in Seattle. And I just hope, like, maybe they can have a – hopefully just have, like, a sit-down because they're both national champs at their level of football and play, and they both can take over the game one way or another. But the way – that Russell Wilson plays the quarterback position is incredible. I mean, this guy had over 300 passing yards, uh, almost I think he had close to 100 rushing yards, several touchdowns on the ground and in the air, which combined. I mean, this guy, he, he just took over that game last night, and a lot of that credit was due to him. And now he did have some help, and I'm going to move on to the backfield to the help that he received from, from Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch only touched the ball 10 times, finished the game with 113 rushing yards and a 79-yard unforgettable touchdown run that just, like I said earlier, just cemented uh, the Cardinals, just stuffed it in the Cardinals' face. He just went straight beast mode. But he only touched the ball 10 times, which is outrageous because the way that the game was going, I thought this guy, like, the way he took over the game, I thought this guy had been touching the ball at least 20 times. That's what I was thinking going into this game. Okay, they're going to have to feed Marshawn Lynch. That wasn't even the case. We do have Kwame Lasseter just now coming in. Welcome in, big Appreciate dog. Appreciate it. I, I was listening to it. Good to uh, see you. Good to be seen because it was a tough, <laughs> really tough morning to get up. It was. After, after last night. It, but, it was. Man, you know what? That is that is when you start calling him beast mode. This guy coming from Buffalo uh, gets to Seattle and, and had that awesome run mm-hmm. where all 11 guys touched him in the New Orleans game. Um and, and impacted the word beast mode and what he does, and he he's taking advantage of that brand. The Cardinals touching the ball ten times and massing over a hundred yards. To me, it's crazy because you're talking about the Cardinals' defense. Yeah, they had him in check for most of the night, but you cannot watch the quarterback Russell who who scrambles and goes down the sideline for fifty yards for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. You can't uh, try to, and I, and I thought they'd do well with these receivers, but you cannot watch Russell Wilson. You cannot watch. Um, the the running back beast mode you can't you can't stop everything and the Cardinals was doing that for a while and it looks like a bend but don't break defense at some point but then they broke 
because mm-hmm. that has a lot to do with the offense. Dropping balls, three and outs, uh, and, I, and getting on the three-yard line and not scoring. Man. You have to score seven points. You cannot get – and I know they have a good defense, and I know they're playing in Super Bowl form, and they're defending champions. Right. But if you get on the three-yard line in your home, in your dome, you have to be able to put that points on the board and make it seven. Absolutely. And I think at that point it would have been 7-0 or 7-3. It would have been 7-0. They would have jumped out. That changes the color. You, yeah. you don't know what that does to someone's mind um, still wanting the same thing you want. The Cardinals are in the playoffs, and I, and I hope that wasn't and I hope that wasn't the case that, okay, we're in the playoffs, but there was so much uh, impacted on winning that football game. Yeah. Now Seattle has home field advantage. Now the Cardinals should have had home field advantage. And made that much that road that much easier. The Seattle Seahawks, there's still a lot of things that can happen because the Rams they have to play the Rams last mm-hmm. game, but it's in Seattle. Rams beat them last time. Cardinals beat the Rams twice. Right. Cardinals need they need to beat the San Francisco 49ers on the road. Absolutely, and I think they're gonna. I think that it can happen. It can happen. But the Cardinals are the only team. You, we watch all these teams beat the 49ers. That's a lesser team than the Cardinals. The Cardinals don't have offense. Cardinals the. This that is the only team in the playoffs without a quarterback. All these good defenses, like the Buffalo Bills, all these good defenses out there that have uh, great defenses but mm-hmm. no quarterbacks, you're not in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Cardinals is the only. I think that's the outlier of the group. They are, they are the only team that's in the playoffs because of how they started, and and they lost some games during the way, and that happens mm-hmm. during the football season. Like the Atlanta game, I'm still looks, I'm still shocked over. It still of comes to mind. I think. See, I think the Cardinals are too. I yeah, think, uh, Patrick Peterson is as well. Patrick Peterson. He don't want to uh, see Julio ever again because that's the stakes that they're in right now. He just might see Julio because Carolina <laughs> yeah. and Atlanta plays, and that they playing for. Carolina plays the New Orleans Saints in Carolina. I think that game, I believe that game is in Carolina. But the no, they play uh, at Atlanta this this coming up week. Carolina. They just Carolina just beat the Saints. Okay. This bad, yesterday. So, so they got okay. Yeah. So they got to mm-hmm. go on the road to Atlanta. Exactly. And they need to beat Atlanta. And the winner of that game is the the champions of a sorry <laughs> conference. Yeah, with a losing record. Yeah, but then that. but then the Cardinals have to go to them. The Cardinals might be a fifth seed, going from first to worst. Mm-hmm. And remember, five weeks ago, a month ago, they could have wrapped all this up. Yeah. They could have wrapped all this up a month ago. <laughs> if they if they would beat Seattle, but. They went from first to probably a fifth seed. Now they still, they still can control their destiny as far as winning football games from here on out. You can't they now. Can. You can't lose, yeah. but you, it, it's much easier. It's much better when you got to buy in that first week. So all you need is two games to get to the Super Bowl. And this team still needs to get healthy. I mean, overall, not even just on the hits of the offense. That defense has been going through so many injuries. And it's just been overlooked because Bruce Arians has done a tremendous job of next man up, next man up. Him and Todd Bowles, they've been slicing and dicing that defense, throwing guys around, creating new packages. I mean, they've been doing all they can, and these guys are just unhealthy. They're not as deep as they were at the beginning of the season because now your backups are getting even injured, and you're playing with guys. And the guys who originally started are playing with injuries, playing through uh, aches and pains, and now it's starting to show. And we looked at the, uh, that bye week would have definitely helped. Absolutely, that would have helped that team. But we looked at the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Say they're not the same team they were just or last year. No, of course they're not. No team was. But look where they are now. Look how they're getting healthy. Look how they're building. Their defense is playing the form. Russell Wilson and, and and I talked about Russell Wilson as far as they don't score a lot of points in their offense. He don't do a whole lot. I'm trying to figure out how the Cardinals psychic and. If I want to make excuses for 
anybody would be the Cardinals and say, well, they don't have a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Why they can't be the Seattle Seahawks? And they beat them last year up there, but, you know, everything was last year. Seattle still won the Super Bowl. Richard Sherman made a statement, and he might be 100% on this. Oh, I love this. Thing. I he, love this. I was going to get to it, but yes, please. Well, this, um, this one, I hope it's, uh, maybe it's the same one. He this said, is the same one he said after the game? No, no. But you can speak oh, on before that. before the game. Before the game. He okay. said if Patrick Peterson was on their team, he would be on the bench. Okay, that was the statement I heard. It was before he, the game. Okay. He would be on the bench. And I started, I, you know, I already think he's a genius or crazy, mm-hmm. or a crazy genius. And I started thinking, he might be right. If Patrick Peterson was on the Seahawks, Seahawks team, he might be on the bench. I think he is. He might be the third corner to come in. I think he is right because we've been flirting with it all season, talking about Patrick Peterson on his on his back. You know, you just got paid seventy million dollars. Hey, man, where, where's that performance going to come through? He showed it a couple of times till until Julio came to town. And seventy just, million dollars is the number one corner to me. Yeah, that's what that is. And it, Richard Sherman also mentioned. I mean, and the question was asked to Richard Sherman. So, do you see Patrick Peterson? Do you, does he belong in that elite level of cornerbacks? He said no. <laughs> Richard Sherman said, "No, there's no way. This guy gives up eight touchdowns right. this season, and you want to call him part of our elite group of shutdown corner? Exactly. No, he doesn't belong in there." Richard Sherman created a pick last night. He was wow. in, he was in cover three. Everybody knows he's going to play cover three. He's just running with you. Last night was the first time I ever seen Richard Sherman play lights live. out live live and yeah oh. lights out definitely. I mean this guy. I mean his, it, like okay. When the play begins, when the play starts, his movements, his psyche of the mm-hmm. game, his psyche of knowing what the receiver is going to do was incredible. I mean, he will take three steps and just sit and jump before the receiver even right. will go into his route. Because he's, he's in the Ain't zone. a cover three. Like, that was just He does crazy. have one of the top safeties in the game behind him, too. True that. And he them did. boys play fast. Right. That defense. Thomas oh the third. Goodness. Yes. Thomas Earl the third. Thomas. Earl Thomas the third. These guys, man, and, and you were speaking on it, but these guys, they – it, that's when you got a great defense and a great secondary. You don't have to talk. You don't have to. You don't have to do anything. I just know where to be when I'm supposed to be there. Yeah, and they also give their team great field position. I mean, time after time, Seattle would like Arizona was going three and out. They would stop, and I don't know what offensive plays were being called because <laughs> no. Ryan Lindley was just throwing the ball in double coverage, and I don't know what. How did they scheme up this defense? Because every time I would see like a wheel route. But, you know, the basic route will open up right underneath, right in front of Ryan Lindley. It'll be open. Right. But he, he's throwing the wheel route. Like, yeah, it probably was open in practice. But, I mean, these guys, they were stopping, like, all the deep routes. There was no deep balls being completed. It was a few. Uh, Michael Floyd, he made in the first half, had two tremendous catches. And I thought that would get him some rah-rah, some hope down the field. But then Seattle was just three and out next time. And they were, they were getting the ball around, like, the 50-yard line. So Russell Wilson only had about 60 yards to travel. It's tough to play on an arena football field against a good team, a, 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 a dynamic team in the Seattle Seahawks. With a dynamic quarterback. Right. I mean, <clears throat> Russell Wilson was just having the time of his life yesterday. It was almost like it was playground. The way he was playing it was playground. He made Luke Wilson his tight end, which really he was a backup, I think, last season. And he started off as a backup this season. He made this guy look like Tony Gonzalez. What, well, you know what? I'll say this. The, um, the Arizona Connors. Forever, for always, they've had problems with tight ends. Oh, really? Yeah. They've always had problems with tight ends. I mean, you look at them. You look at them and, and how they compete against tight ends, they've always had that problem. And, and you can't figure out why. Now they got a lot of guys hurt. Now you got two teams in the NFC West 
that made the playoffs being the Seattle Seahawks and the Arizona Cardinals. But the Seattle Seahawks, man, they're on a five-game winning streak. They're eleven and four in top of division. Stopping. You know, they was in, they was slowing down. They were third in division at one point. Mm-hmm. Third in the division, they are number one, and you didn't expect them not to make the playoffs because we watch how. Uh, you oh, know, you know the 49ers yeah. are gonna be bad when they lost the first game at home to the Chicago Bears. Your Chicago Bears. <laughs> don't, so you knew they don't was do that. that. You, you, that was well, your Seattle thing. was flirting with not making the playoffs. Uh, what about ten weeks into the season? They were flirting with. Yeah, you know, this team might not may not make it. It's the same flirting team that last year they was flirting with losing the game to Tampa Bay, and flirting and losing a couple games uh, elsewhere. But they found a way to pull them out. I don't know what their motivation is. They do have a. You you look at two yesterday I saw on the field two good coaches two pretty mm-hmm. good coaches to almost to great and what Pete Carroll and they might be great and to what Pete Carroll how he goes about his business with his team mm-hmm. and to what uh, the mindset that uh, Bruce Arians have with the Arizona Cardinals these guys in their mantra is uh, next man up mm-hmm. and they believe it because you wouldn't Absolutely. be able to say next man up if a guy who's a third string guy come in and you still win and play at a high level defensively mm-hmm. offensively I don't know what was going on and I th- <clears throat> and I thought. Larry Fitzgerald would be kind of a difference maker because he wasn't on the field on that first game in Seattle having an MCL uh, sprain. Mm-hmm. But I thought he would be somewhat different. But when you watch that first half of that football game at the uh, F- University of Phoenix Stadium, yeah, they was dropping too many balls in the first quarter, in the first half of that game. I just feel so so lost, so sad for the uh, for the Cardinals' offense. I mean, it's, it's, Andre it's Ellington goes anemic. down. And like they speak of this next man up mindset. Yeah. Where's it at on the offense? I mean, Drew Stan definitely next man now. He he's outstanding, but then they're asking even more from the other guy behind him and a whole receiving core. When is that receiving core going to really come together and try? Because they're the, they're the healthiest group I think of that offense and the tight ends. Which I don't think Arizona ever, ever had a good tight end in about ten years. I don't. This I don't know. is why. Um, but they did have tight ends. They just didn't use them. Okay. This is why I don't like offensive guys. Because the mentality, I, I'm, I'm being dead serious, mm-hmm. the mentality of not being aggressive. You can be, imagine you have that defensive mentality on the offense guy, you you are dominant. Yeah. And there's some centers in, in the league like that. And there's some guys, now not all those guys, but some guys up there that, that go hard. But when I look at offenses and I say, well, you got this, 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 and that guy, why y'all playing like this? When I would play with the Cardinals, it was like that. I'm saying, damn, we got Rob Moore, Frank Sanders, we got Adrian mm-hmm. uh, Morrell, we have uh, – uh, Jake Plummer, we had Larry Center, we had everybody. Even we had mm-hmm. our offensive line was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I said, "Why are y'all playing like this?" It, it's know. crazy, man. I just don't like. You gotta have. I your felt mind. like they was looking at Seattle, saying, "Oh, th- they're Seattle. They're they're playing Seattle football." Well, where's the Cardinals football? What are you gonna say? You know, let's smack them in the mouth. Seattle think they can come in here and beat the Cardinals anytime they want to. They they really out of all. They probably feel like that about all the teams in a. But no, nobody thought. I don't think they thought as much as the, uh, yeah. Yeah. the uh, St. Louis Rams. So we're going to take a quick break. And after the break, we're going to have more talks about the game last night and also about the Seattle's media, you know, throwing shots at uh, Arizona oh, yeah. fans. Wow. We're going to take a quick break. You listen to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Radio Show. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. 
Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. We are live, we are in studio, Demi Lachey, Kwame Lasseter, also in studio as well. We are live, call in if you need to, we would like you to, love you to, to join in on each and every day conversation that we do have up here on the show. Call in at 888-346-9144. Just before the break, we were talking about the massacre that happened last night on the field between the Arizona Cardinals and the Seattle Seahawks, with Seattle just coming in and dominating the game. What also happened, uh, you, there were shots thrown throughout the media um, kind of towards uh, the Red Sea, or what they call the Red Sea, out here in the Arizona Cardinals in Phoenix, in University of Phoenix Stadium. Some of the shots were thrown from the uh, Seahawks media, saying, uh, yeah, all those people – of the Red Sea, you know, came together and all this rah, rah, rah. And Seattle, they just came through and just put it on hush. Seattle basically runs this town. There should be no more talks. And I thought that was pretty, Not, I don't want to say, yeah, I'm going to be straight up. It wasn't classy at all. But at the same time, I mean, they were right. <laughs> I'm not going to knock them at all. They have the right to say whatever they want, they want to say. It's the life of freedom of speech. So Seattle, you know, media, they have the... Mm-hmm. The authority to do so, even though I thought it wasn't, it was pretty classless. But at the same time, top of the manners, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I heard <laughs> the that manners man. also, yeah, got it. It was into funny, it but it wasn't. Yeah, account. it was funny, but it wasn't. You're right. It was classless. Uh, they got to play the Diamondbacks in February. <laughs> do they need a uh, carpool? That was crazy. <laughs> yeah, that was straight shots, and they're also saying that they will be having another game here in uh, Phoenix. So, you know, join the carpool, Red Sea. <laughs> Basically what I don't saying. know how healthy the Arizona Cardinals can get to even make this little run. I think mm-hmm. being a fifth seed, if, when it, wherever they go to play next, they'll win that game. I'm just glad it's not Green Bay or somebody somewhere. Are you sure of that? No, they got to beat San Fran. Exactly. No, I'm not sure of anything with the Cardinals. But no, yeah, I'm not sure of I, any I, team that gives up 596 you, total, total yards. yards in the defense. Oh my goodness! And the defense ain't have a lot to do with that. I, I say that. You think defensively you're supposed to stop these guys. First of all, you're not supposed to let Marshawn get over 100 yards with 10 carries. That's not supposed to happen. Your quarterback, yeah. you you know Russell Wilson is great at scrambling. You played him how many times now? And then you got to keep your 
when he's scrambling, his eyes are looking down the field. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't have got beat that bad. They feel, like I said, they feel like the Seattle Seahawks feel like they probably could beat all the teams in the league. Yeah. We watched them play Green Bay the first game of the season, and um, Aaron Rodgers, one of the top elite quarterbacks, didn't even throw to Richard Sherman's side with Jordy Nelson. But mm-hmm. after that, we saw Jordy Nelson catch seven balls a game. Right. Targeted about 13 times. Yeah. To me, that's crazy. And what the Arizona Council, I don't know how healthy they can get, but wherever they go, I feel like they'll win. I'm not sure they'll be that fifth seed. Mm-hmm. I just know they need to be the seven and eight San Francisco 49ers on the road and make them seven and nine. And you got to finish the season. With yeah. twelve or twelve wins, because I think for the Cardinals, the playoff starts now. I mean, you got to find that. You just got beat up at home. I mean, spring the first time was well, first home loss all first season. Home, home loss, yes, the good and one. you just got to you got to bounce back from it. And ain't nothing better than winning on the road, like you said, going down to San Francisco last game of season, regular season. But the playoff starts now for the Cardinals. Right. They got to find that juice back. You don't get embarrassed and then let this loss continue on. I mean, it's a tough pill to swallow, but this is what makes you a better competitor. Now you got your backs up against the wall. You can't do nothing, anything else about the home field advantage. All that talk is gone. Now it's football. Now it's just time. We got to win, what, four games now? You have to win four games when you could have just won two right. and, and been straight. You would have been good to go. And it would have it would have <laughs> made sense. If you would have beat Seattle, you would have been, been 12-3. and three. Mm-hmm. You, you could have – I mean, if you stunk up the joint in San Fran, that would have been fine. You still had home field. But you would have had to beat Seattle last night. Yeah. And, and I don't want to put too much a damper on with the Cardinals because they are in the playoffs. But they were 10-6 last year, didn't make the playoffs. They're 11-4 right now with one more game left. But I almost feel like such a great year they had this year that that game just put a whole cloud over it. They hold it put right. a whole cloud over it. Because a month ago they could have controlled their own destiny. Last night they could have controlled their own destiny. Mm-hmm. And I season. thought it would be all a, season they, they pretty much They was in position, yeah. So now you you might have to go to a six and eight and one team, which might be the Carolina Panthers, <laughs> right. or a six and nine team. Well, at that time, they'd be seven and nine, and that would be the, either the Atlanta Falcons at seven and nine if the Cardinals have to go to them, mm-hmm. or it'd be a seven and eight and one team mm-hmm. that the, the Arizona Cardinals. And although Julio Jones and Roddy White are playing at a high level right now, and Ryan, mm-hmm. the defense has to step up again. They have to step up, and, and Julio, you need to start, Patrick Peterson need to start getting some help over top. <laughs> that's $70 million cornerback, he not, you either come work with me on the offseason or you go somewhere, that's, you better go somewhere. I work, I train him for free. Yeah, I well, shouldn't have to, though, he's $70 million, but right. I, I just like to see a guy like that. He's un, his undisciplined. When he came in, he was playing off natural ability, raw talent, mm-hmm. and making plays. And he still tries to do that from time in, time out. That's how... Basically, uh, Marshawn Lynch made that big run. As soon as he cut back, Patrick Peterson was out of position. Out of position. He should have been outside. Being an athlete. He sh- I mean, he should have been in the – he was standing straight up. Yeah. And threw his arm out. What did I say at practice? I mean, you and I yep. went to practice. I said, yep. he's standing too tall. Mm-hmm. All the time, he was standing straight up. The first thing you got to do is bend your knees. And now, by that time, Marshawn's gone. He's, Marshawn's not that fast. Patrick, no, way not. quicker <laughs> faster than him. He is. But that's what I said about that guy. He is undisciplined. Now, let us not forget – when Patrick Peters was having success, it was that punt returner when he tied the NFL record or maybe broke it mm-hmm. in one season. Mm-hmm. This All this was on punt returning and kickoff returning. So it wasn't something that he did on defense. It just brought more light to him right. because he is a corner. Because right. there, there's a corner on that team that probably was better than, that was better than him, but I got to have a face somewhere. Yeah. It wasn't at the corner. I'm not going to put so much on Patrick Peters. I mean, we're not going to 
throw too much salt his way. It's just kind of like, man, I am. Richard Sherman, uh, yeah, of course, you're a DB. And you know how DBs need to play. But at the same time, you're talking about he needs help over the top. He doesn't have his main man, Tyron Matthews. That guy healthy. is way more talented. Patrick Peters way more talented than I am. But they, that mm-hmm. stuff that he um, that happens to him in the game won't happen to me. He's way more talented. He got to play better disciplined defense. He have a blitzing defense. He have a pressurized. He have a pressure defense. Be in position. The ball will come to you. Richard Sherman, that interception. He mm-hmm. was in position in his zone coverage. They was playing cover three. Yeah. And it was just a terrible throw by it Ryan Lindley as well. It was a terrible throw. He, he, he it looked like a misread because he was yeah. throwing the floor, right? Yeah, he was throwing to Michael Floyd. Floor, Michael Floyd had a great catch last night. Yeah, two. Yeah, two yeah, two he, great catches. He had a great catch, man. I was like, God, I don't know who else could have caught that ball. Maybe. Right. <laughs> Not Larry. Not <laughs> old man Larry. Speaking of Larry uh, Fitzgerald, you know, his contract is coming up. Steve Commons made some comments, you know, about we're ready to sign him back. You know, we got Sign him back what? But, yeah, that's, that's saying one thing. We want him to, re- uh, to retire as a Cardinal. Yeah, of course you do. But for what? For at what price? <laughs> well, let's see. I think he was guaranteed what twenty six and a half million. Or and you know what, Larry gonna do? Larry gonna do it. Larry gonna do it. He gonna he gonna take less. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But I always thought if you sign me to a contract and if I'm playing bad or I'm hurting the team or hurting the, uh, my side of the football, mm-hmm. then restructure me. If we're playing bad, bad as a whole team, then restructure the uh, the GM's contract. If we playing bad consistently years in and years out, then restructure the owner's uh, contract. <laughs> you can't restructure that one. <laughs> you, you can't, but, I'm, uh, but my point is it is. It's <laughs> yeah, a, it's no, a no, far I get what you're saying, though. But my point is, yeah, is Larry haven't done anything to not uphold his contract. He still, whatever they pay him and whatever's want, then why would you sign it? He, Larry didn't say, this is what I want. I'm not playing here. Right. They bought it to him. He signed the deal. Right. So I don't see, but you know what? For the betterment of the team, which he's not Kobe, you know Kobe, he's not restructuring anything. Kobe yeah, said, "Hey, yeah, of I, yeah, he made Lakers from time Kobe got there. He he was a huge part of what the Lakers did from that point on. Mm-hmm. He got five rings. Yeah, yes, five rings out of five that. rings. I take I take Kobe, take your contract. You got us five rings. You still keep us on the map map when we are sitting at eleven and thirty seven. Right." You still keeping the lights on in the Staples Center, but Larry Fitzgerald will take he'll take that pay cut because he yeah, should retire. He should retire as a card. I thought Adrian Wilson, who I'm probably um, I'm going uh, I got to go by his house tonight. He has he having some type of party, but I told him I would sh- show up. Mm-hmm. But, I thought he would retire mm-hmm. as a Cardinals. The Cardinals got to have somebody retiring as card. Now they are <laughs> they are. There's some guys that are retiring as Connor, but mm-hmm. you want those name guys to not have to go anywhere else. I don't want to see a Larry Fitzgerald, or I didn't want to see Joe Montana playing for the Chiefs. Right. I don't want to see Brett Favre playing for Minnesota. Right. You know what I'm saying? You, you can't have imagine guys. seeing Larry Fitzgerald in any other jersey. I, I agree with that. Seattle. <laughs> that would be. Imagine they if, got uh, the money Russell to Wilson. do it. Rounds Russell Wilson having Russell Wilson about to get a new contract. Oh yes. That's why he um, uh, divorced his wife. Man, did. You, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you better get a new contract. Yeah, do, do it now before that big one comes. But also, man, did you see that? Everyone's talking about Marshawn Lynch's run. That seven, did you see Russell Wilson's, what, 10-yard run? Well, he I think that run? was, oh, my goodness. First of all, he gave a stiff arm to the DN. Right. And then it was him and Cromartie, one-on-one. It, I don't get it. It came down to it. I don't remember a quarterback ever doing that And he just broke him off. 
completely remember. down. It was because that these was guys bad. On, they, they, you, you, we've seen the Cardinals practice. We've you've seen what I've seen. First of all, they they're undisciplined. Th- we're talking about a quarterback. I don't care if it was That's Michael a, Vick. It he, was one on one. Michael Vick would do that to over to the right sideline. Yeah, <laughs> it would, you, you was in position. You were scared. And he you, broke. When you scared, him you never off. in position. You are never in position when you. I just want to give some light to that run because I think that run was even more. No, I'm not going to take that away from Marshawn. That was just, man, the whole place went silent when that run happened. Man, it was, he went straight beast mode on that still. That play is still going to be looked at. But it was also some other games being played yesterday. Was uh, it? Congrats to the Dallas Cowboys oh my winning, the NFC East, winning, winning the NFC the Cowboys, East. Cowboys, uh, they got. Yeah, they, they destroyed my boys last yeah, yesterday. Yeah, why don't you talk about that? They, I mean, they, it was, you know, the coach is not the, healthy and the coach can't play, oh can't boy. win against. Oh, boy. They, they can't beat healthy. the top tier teams. In the NFL. Yeah, I said it. Last year, for some reason, they were beating them. Last two seasons since Andrew Luck came in, they would beat Seattle's and They averaged 28 points New a game. England. That's winning football. That's the Cowboys. And that's what Tony Romo had right. with two fractures back. They only allowed 15 <laughs> points, and that was the worst. They, well, I'm sorry. They allowed 22 points, and they was mm-hmm. 22. So that's not – as long as you're in the top 10, you're you a great defense. If you're top 15, you're a good defense. But yards per game, eighth, yeah. 337 yards. A game that's getting the, that's moving the ball up and down the field, that's doing that. But it's a, a, they 16th in yards allowed, so yeah. they giving up 350. But the Cowboys destroyed these guys, 42, great number, and mm-hmm. the Colts were only 42-7. 42-7. I mean, I know the Colts had a lot of injuries on their offense, uh, starting with the running back position, along with <laughs> receiver position. Kind of the same deal that the Cardinals are in, except for not at the quarterback, obviously. They, who, they, I think they MVP? even bench. Who's MVP? I want to say that because I'm looking at some numbers. Who's MVP? Oh, I'm going to tell you right now. After last night performance, after all games included last night performance, Russell Wilson. I don't care. He, he might not have – I don't care. This guy might not have that. I'm going to tell you don't this. Don't go by Because on like the him. field – no, I, I love him now. Oh. I'm, How you – okay, go ahead. Jersey. Go ahead because I did that. So <laughs> – <laughs> Just I asked him for This he guy, he from the Virginia. way he controls the game – just with his presence on the field. Yeah. He doesn't have to throw for 400 yards, and he's six five touchdowns. 5'11". This guy's 5'11". He's dynamic. He'll take off run 55 yards when he's backed up on the five-yard line, almost getting sacked in the end zone, take off for 55. He does this throughout any and every game. You know what you're going to get out of Russell Wilson that's your every game of the week. Yeah, that's that's he's like that's a, somewhat true because he don't put up a lot of points. He doesn't need to. He doesn't. He got he, a defense. Like, True that, but, but at the same time, no quarterback. At the same time, he does so much for that offense. He doesn't have top end receivers either. He doesn't. Uh, see, Doug Baldwin. I'm a Russell Wilson Come fan. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and, and uh, I mean, you uh, do got Beastmo in the backfield, but um, they have a uh, what's my guy name from? Um, dang, he got it in his blood. The other receiver, Lockett. Ooh. Oh, okay, yeah. Lockett, Kersey. But I look, mean, these guys. That's why they was able to get rid of uh, Golden Tate and Percy Harvin. And Percy Harvin. Look what they still doing. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson is dynamic in the sense that he manages the game well. Taking out the numbers, hands but down. I'm not taking out the numbers when I go to MVP. I'm taking out – he's MVP of his team if I take out the numbers. Of his team, he's MVP. Mm-hmm. Now, he'd be mentioned as an MVP, but I wouldn't put him past Tony Romo. And they really? took the – and I Romo? don't like – I do not like Tony Romo. I don't like all. Romo at all. At but. all. But you can't discount the numbers. See, yeah. I, I don't – I think – Jameis Winston should have been invited to the Heisman uh, ceremony for what? Yeah, I would not gonna give it to him, but what did he should have been invited? So that goes. So my point is, 
Tony Romo, I don't like him. I don't, I don't like all the nonsense Jameis Winston was in. Even though they're going to win a national championship, they're going to beat Oregon, and then they're going to beat Florida, I mean, Ohio State. You want to bet that? You know, <laughs> you, we'll talk. I think I'm already up on you. You are. You uh, are. I owe you a lot. But, no, nah, look, MVP, I won't give it to Tony Romo. I'm just saying his number, Russell Wilson number, is not better than Tony Romo. Uh, we have to put those numbers side by side. But DeMarco Murray, I thought he was going to get 2,000 yards this year. He has mm-hmm. 700, he has 1,700 yards. Mm-hmm. That's the MVP. Because you, you can argue with uh, Peyton Manning, t- uh, Tom Brady, uh, Aaron Rodgers. You mm-hmm. can argue with those guys. You can even throw Jordy Nelson, even though he fell asleep for two games mm-hmm. in the mix. There are a lot of guys who are MVP candidate playing. Des Brown, you would think he's a receiver to have 100 what yards. What about the defense side? Defense side? You got J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt. Uh, if JJ Watts got name it, is getting if he got MVP closer and closer, but you they know they're triple not gonna, teaming him. Yes, triple team him. That's MVP. <laughs> That's an MVP. Yeah. You triple teaming this guy because you can't stop him. He plays with a different motor, and he's carrying that whole team. He is the whole team, not the, just the defense. Not just, yeah, the not just team. defense. Not just he's doing everything. I mean, it, it, what he even scored offensive touchdowns, correct? Right in the red zone and. Uh, they move him around on the D line so much to get him at DN. Yeah, get him at a stand up DN. Like it's crazy. He's because he can't. He's thing. one of those guys that can't be stopping. You're probably looking to. at Clowney like, "Thanks, man. This supposed to be you. Supposed to be yeah. helping me." Imagine if he had Clowney. God. <laughs> mm. Imagine if he oh, had man. Clowney. Clowney's got hurt in college. He's he didn't have the mentality, and that was me outside looking in. But, but I see the same thing now. He's hurt. Sorry for this. I mean. I hate to see a guy get hurt to come in with all that hype, mm-hmm. but I like to see you on the field. And you're the reason why J.J. Watts could be arguably defensive player of the year. He's going to be defensive player of the year, but I'm talking about MVP right. of the league. He could get that too. Yeah. But, you know, but yeah, defensive guys don't really – they get looked over so much. Who's a rookie of the year? Oh, it's, it's, it's no question. Odell Beckham yeah, Jr. Yep. I don't care. It, I just off that, that one-handed catch. Oh, man, that's MVP, been done before. Rookie of the year. Bah. Just off that one catch. And, look, he missed He missed about six <laughs> games. Just did he? It, yeah. He, oh, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he didn't did. play the first four games talking about his right, hamstrings right. hurt. Just imagine. His, so, his I'm not giving – I mean, rookie of the year, I don't know. I don't know if you – I mean, he balling against – but look at the teams he's balling against. It's it's his opponents, his teams, his teams that's on the schedule. Yeah, the NFC East, mm, the NFC exactly. Eagles, Cowboys, Eagles fell asleep. Then um, Dallas oh, win. Dallas won. Yeah, Eagles division. won three, lost three in a row, and now I don't think they're even. No, they're not in the playoffs. They walked. Yeah, they, just a week ago they were fighting for number one. Seed. Number one, they might be a wild card. Who no, could, they're out. Oh, they yeah, have no they, chance. Yeah, they lost. They're Washington. done. Even though they're going to probably win next week, finish 10 and 6. Yep. 10 and 6. Well, the Cardinals were 10 and 6. <laughs> right. The Cardinals were 10 and 6. And that 10 and 6 bites. You can't lose six games. I, I don't think, um, you know, to keep it all fair, I don't care if you win your conference and use you 7, 8, and 1. I don't think you should be in the playoffs. No, not at all. I think all the top, if you 10 and 6 and, or more or better, those are teams should get in the playoffs and then you start scrambling around on where they play and who plays who. Well,. You know, you win your division, you got to have Atlanta something. Don't deserve to be you got to get some type of respect for winning your division. I mean. Well, that's what happened last year with Green Bay. They were mm-hmm. seven. They were eight, eight and eight, eight. I think. Yeah. <clears throat> they eight and eight. And I don't, I don't, mm For being average, <laughs> that's average. I don't think any, you don't you, deserve a home game. Right. Okay. But, I, okay. You don't deserve a home game. I go yeah. with that. I'll start with that as you, you fix the lead around. You don't deserve a home game. 
if I'm if I'm twelve and four, San mm-hmm. Francisco 49ers, I shouldn't be going to an eight and eight team. And and playing yeah. in there, I shouldn't be going there. You come to me. <laughs> I, that's, that's the way I see it. But other news around the uh, NFL, some some discipline. Well, actually, uh, Cam Newton. Actually, I'm gonna just go to this real quick. Cam Newton called out his own fans, calling them classless as well because they He's pretty classless. much cheered after Johnny Menzel got injured. Tell Cam Newton shut up. <laughs> he's Ted saying Cameron this after a victory. Yeah, he's saying that. Had he lost, he wouldn't, he wouldn't say the word. That's what. <laughs> I, that's what I think of him. Yeah, I don't think he's serious enough at that quarterback position. I think, and he got that car accident. He came back. He looks better. Mm-hmm. Maybe he felt that car accident. He maybe he felt, man, I could have been done. Yep, I would never got to play football again. Won't he start being a, 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 a consummate pro? Won't he start being professional instead of a guy who's just playing football? And then I would I would respect his comments, but no fans should cheer for a guy getting hurt. I don't care if you despise that team, you should not be cheering because somebody got hurt. Mm-hmm. I got hurt in the Denver game. You know who came to my rescue? Denver players. That's that's first class stuff. Mm-hmm. That's first class stuff. So you you shouldn't be getting fans think they. I was arguing with a fan last night in Seattle. I like and they scored some touchdowns or they made they went through camp. <laughs> yeah. Talking I about, remember talking that. about we. <laughs> hey, we're gonna take a quick break. Coming up is our last segment. We're gonna finish up with more NFL talk. Also some NBA talk has also happened and Jameis Winston finally getting released of of that case. So yeah. we'll be right back. You listen long. to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. We'll be right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's time to let the ladies do some sports talking around here. The sports girls take over the Voice America Sports Channel every Monday for The Inside Score. Beth Silverberg, Chin Chin Ong, and Stacey DeBerry are here to showcase the athletes, the coaches, and the foundations that change lives. In addition, we'll have a ton of regular features and a featured guest sports girl every week. You'll hear the stories you need to hear from the people that make the difference. The Inside Score is heard every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern or Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
back, welcome back, welcome back to the last segment of the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. Nasir Jones. If I rule the world. Nah. That's, 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 that's what the Cardinals Winston. are singing right now. And Jameis probably. Jameis, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know what? You was mentioning Jameis. Congrats to Jameis. Congrats. Really? No, because he, honestly, <laughs> I think this was this was it for him. Nah, I need that pressure on him because all he did was made him mad. Every time they had cases over here. Did you see him waver last time? He didn't waver any when he got on the football field. The guy played football. Mm-hmm. But when you get off the field, the first thing they hit you with was all this misconduct. And, and, and I hope this teaches him a lesson. Yeah, that's what I meant by like I hope I hope this is it because it could have been worse. Could have been real worse. He could be in he jail. He could have been in jail. Yeah, he could have been convicted <laughs> of the crime of uh, the ruling of Florida State. He could have. He would have been done. And jail jail's not bad. I mean, sometimes you got to go to jail to learn to laugh. Yeah, wait, a lot well, of wait a minute, jail ain't bad. Well, I wouldn't do well in jail. Look at me. <laughs> I'm not a- they be fighting for me all every day. <laughs> <laughs> James Winston, James Winston, man. So oh, yeah, I, I he was no violation though. So this gives him no a nice. Song. It, yeah, look at him look popping at him. the. <laughs> he ain't popping his collar. He popping his jacket like yeah, I'm, I, I, I do he, this. No, he, he probably like me again. No, he probably like I gotta pay him off twenty million. I gotta pay the ju-. no. I'm you not know going what? That far with James Winston might be the number two quarterback in the draft, taking in the draft. Of with, course, with all this stuff. With uh, with everything going on, you still can't pass. This up is this um. This is um. Oh man, this is a um, who are the two quarterbacks? Uh, Luck, Andrew Luck and RG three, or Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf. Now you got uh, you remember Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf? Yeah. They was a, they was really serious. Think the Colts went the right way. If mm-hmm. they would have got Ryan Leaf, ooh we. Oh, he just man. got out of jail by the way for popping pills from some pill incidents, breaking somebody's house. Man. Now Andrew Luck, RG three. Now you got Jameis Winston and Mariota. Uh huh. It, it is a. I mean you. High, two Heisman candidates. It is a toss-up of uh, who go one and two, but it depends on who's picking. I think James Wilson will do well in Tampa. Really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Why would he I take? He needs to get him? out of Florida. I don't yeah, know. maybe he needs to maybe. get away from Florida. He, he needs to. Right. He needs to get away from down south because he's from. He's really from <laughs> Alabama. Yeah, but well, that's why he went to. Uh, that's why he didn't go to Alabama. Mm-hmm. Because he wanted to get away from Alabama. Uh, well, he might need to get away. But he might need to grow up a lot quicker. Now, now I'm asking this kid to grow up because now he's a junior. He'll be a junior, right? Yeah. Haven't lost any games in his collegiate career. He need to grow up. See, when you when you don't fight, he, there's no adversity. And maybe these cases pending and all that stuff wasn't mm-hmm. adversity enough. But this could never happen to him again, or immediately his collegiate career is gonna come up. Mm-hmm. So it's, do you you feel like do, do you? Because I know this question has been coming around a lot for Jameis Winston. Do you feel that? He needs to take another year or two no. at Florida State Mm-mm. and get more mature. Oh no, off the field so he can show and win more ball games. Not having any more. He's ready. Not having no losses. Obviously, he's ready. Or you think he should come out now? He's ready on the field. Definitely, he's ready by by far. Yeah, he's ready. His maturity. I just hope he take a page, just just but a little see, script out of Russell Wilson's book. Just hang know, out with Russell Wilson for you. I think all the for quarterbacks, all the quarterbacks who care, because I will be this guy. I, I want to have. I, all the quarterbacks that care need to pull him to the side. Now, there is a rookie symposium, but that is, that's a scare attack. That's like going to scare straight. Mm-hmm. You need to get – they used to have a quarterback club, and the quarterbacks got together, and they made their own money. Jameis Winston need to reach out to some quarterbacks and, and pick their brain mm-hmm. and watch how they go about their business. Why you don't hear anything about Andrew Luck or you don't hear anything about RG3 on the streets? Mm-hmm. You need to – at some point you got to carry yourself a different way. 
At a certain point, your off the field cannot be bigger than your on field issues. Mm-hmm. And James Winston need to read. He need to reach out to some guys he may know. His coach might put him in contact. Uh, Jimbo need to put him in contact with some people, his agent and whomever. Or mm-hmm. a lot of these quarterbacks, they'll see this guy and what he went through, and maybe he's cleared of conduct code violation. But that's just it, mm-hmm. conduct code from Florida State. He's not out of the fire yet. Mm-hmm. Somebody need to reach out to him and say, look, on the offseason, you come with me. Yeah. Or we need to, we need, quarterbacks need to get together and take care of their own. Yeah, and I think this was. I feel well, like somebody needs to tell last. him you ain't you're not Superman. <laughs> it's a lot of well, somebody needs to tell him that straight up, right? And it's hard to tell a six five, two hundred thirty pound guy <laughs> who they admire. I, mean, I don't <laughs> yeah, admire you. Admire. I don't admire you. It's like what you put in the mindset is this: you being your daughter's friend. You have a daughter. <laughs> yeah. This you being your daughter's friend, or you being your daughter's father. Right. Absolutely. You got to go to James. You got to go to James Winston like that. Mm-hmm. Look, he a star. They love him the way he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just love him enough not to leave him the way he is. No, nah, definitely, and I hope not. And I really hope like this is this was the final, final uh, issue. And you know, this is this his last. This is the closing of of an era that I hope Jameis is ready to get past. Because if not, he's gonna have a dark road ahead of him. I can say this because the NFL media is gonna kill this man. If career. this situation ever come up again, and you in the middle of it. You gonna get what you deserve. Mm-hmm. That's how they got OJ. You got away with, uh, and <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying OJ did it. I'm not saying he got away with something. <laughs> I'm not really because okay. I, I wouldn't know. I had to be there. Mm-hmm. And then there's some crazy clown coming out saying he did it. That's already on death row. But mm-hmm. what, what do you got to? And you on death row, so what? You say anything? Right. But when you been in the uh, midst of a, the greatest trial of the century, not the greatest, but the trial of the century, when you've been in some situation like that, don't you just sit down? Right. Don't don't say, don't tell the world. Here's the name of my book. If I would have done it, or this how I would have did it. Don't don't do stupid stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So if James Winston ever, this issue ever comes up again, and he's in the midst of it. He's gonna get what he deserves, because now that that right there escaping an electric chair. Imagine I had a guy on my uh, I coached a guy. On my uh, Vegas local team, Brian, mm-hmm. um, he, he got convic- he got accused of rape. Mm-hmm. Didn't touch the girl, ruined his whole. He had scholarships everywhere, mm-hmm. ruined his whole career. Then mm-hmm. he get out of prison. I think it was six years later. The girl said he didn't rape me. My mother told me to say that. Oh wow! Yeah, and, and nothing happened to them. I killed his image, huh? Killed his image. Yeah. Killed his career. He came back. He wasn't the same guy. He tried to play linebacker, mm-hmm. and I think. Um, I think um, he was kept on our team for PR because he really couldn't stand up to those guys that really played live. Who was out there doing it while he was sitting in jail for accused of a rape? Oh man, that's tough on a kid. What seventeen? Yeah, eighteen years old. And then some girl lied, right? Because her mother told her lie, and they'd get all that money and all that stuff. It was crazy. Let me let me look up his uh, last name. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, uh, so, you know, this week is a very important holiday, I guess you could say, this week. Very, very important. Uh, Christmas is Thursday. Along with that, a bunch of NBA games going to be played. Brian Banks. Brian Banks. Yeah. Do you ever reach out to him still? Um, I think I got his number. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I got his number in my phone. But that, that's a guy. Because he a Banks accuser ordered to pay 2.6. 
he was prison for five years, has been ordered to pay 2.6 judgment. Oh. Hmm. <clears throat> Not Brian, but his accuser. Mm-hmm. Well, give them the same time they gave him. Put them in jail. I was about to say, yeah, if he getting five, she only get, what, two and a half years? No, she did not get anything. Oh, wow. Woman who falsely accused Brian Banks ordered to pay $2.6 million. What's that going to do? You took five years of my life. Mm -hmm. Five of them things. So you should spend ten of them in. Right. And then, yeah, with him being... Uh, yeah, with him being a judge, that, that basically messes up your mind. He's from at a young uh, age. Long Beach uh, Polytechnical High School. Stand out. His case was overturned in 2012. But the guy was a baller, man. He had, he had scholarships everywhere. Now imagine at, at that age, somebody accusing you of rape. I couldn't imagine. I could, yeah. I'll I be, yeah. Uh, I'll be angry. But she later recanted her her charges against Brian Banks, who was convicted of uh, served more than five years in prison. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it's a round ball of her name was Gibson. <laughs> That's crazy, man. It's a what? <laughs> no, so <laughs> Christmas Day, oh, you Christmas. got a round round ball of games being played. LeBron James returns back to Miami. You know, there's been rumors that you know he's either going to be booed or loved. I think they should love him. I do too. I think just the same reason. But you know how fans are. They think they're part of what going was going on. They, they probably boo him. Mm-hmm. But I, my more interested to see with D Wade and um, Chris Bosh how they how they approach him because they was they was tight. D Wade gonna give him. They was tight. D, D, yeah, D Wade gonna give him love. Yeah, of but I don't think Bosh is. No, Bosh more like that. KG when KG ran, ran into Ray Allen, he, 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 he didn't even shake his hand. No, I don't think Bosh is. Bosh is gonna give LeBron a little dap, but. It ain't, it ain't gonna be nothing mutual now, to remember. About. To, to your question, they probably them fans gonna boo him, just like the the idiotic that's, that's fans ridiculous. that was in Cleveland. It is ridiculous because how how that how that consume your day to boo that guy? And you can boo him during the game, but don't boo him because he came back. Right, that's the same guy took you to championship and won some championships there, but then he take you to five of them. Four. Took you to four. You yeah. won one. Mm-hmm. It's not like and they, you lost to Dallas, you lost to San Antonio. It's not like you didn't get notoriety, you didn't get noticed being in by LeBron being there. Because if you never go there, you don't. D Wade had one, and Shaq was on that team, but that was really D Wade's doing. Because mm-hmm. they was down in the finals by two games, he came back and went crazy. Man, LeBron never went to Miami. Miami would not be discussed as much as they are in today's society. Right. Even though Pat Riley's there. Yeah. Even though Pat Riley's there, Miami would be looked at such as like <clears throat> ah, the Hornets are now or, you know, like the Wizards or something. Like yeah. not even and the Wizards don't even get the respect, but But you know when he left Cleveland, those crazy fans burnt his jerseys. Those same ones that burnt his jerseys probably bought a new LeBron James jersey. Of course. But that's that's silly to me. <laughs> it's kinda like arguing with somebody always saying we, we this, we that. <laughs> this like this their team like they playing. It's just the way it goes, man. In life life of a fan, but there was no other breaking news. Josh Smith got released from the Detroit Pistons. Oh yeah, I mean you know, I, I don't know. His guy has a pretty big contract. I don't know who's gonna pick it up. Josh Smith. Yeah, Josh He's Smith got released. They gonna let him that clear waivers. <laughs> you know, clear waivers. He got released, but well, no, you don't got to clear waivers in basketball. That guaranteed contract. Rumors the Pacers might be interested in him. Let me say shout out to <laughs> Rumors right now. Rumors. Yeah, I guess already. Uh, let, me, let me say congrats to uh, Junior Spivey. Uh, Matt deal, Matt Kemp's deal got done in uh, San okay. Diego. And Junior, that's and Junior, his agent. Mm-hmm. So that deal got done. 
Okay. Hopefully, right. hopefully, Junior don't take no shortcuts and say we <laughs> friends. You don't have to give me my percentage. Right. You don't have to give me all my percentage. But uh, Junior Spivey is now um, Matt Kemp's agent, and that deal just got through from the L.A. Dodgers into the San Diego Padres. Okay. Shout out to Junior. Congrats. <laughs> yeah, congrats. He's an agent. It's different from uh, baseball and football because you just need one guy on an active roster. You're an agent. Like you and I had one guy mm-hmm. and represented him. You consider yourself as an agent. Okay. You don't have to go to no schools and all that. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. Unfortunately, we are out of time. Uh, we yeah. will be back tomorrow. Tomorrow will be Tuesday, Taco what, Tuesday. What day that. was that? Oh, Taco Tuesday. We need to go get the tacos because it's good. Yeah. On. They got the turkey ones. <laughs> yeah, I need to go get a taste of those. I ain't tried those yet. But they had them in Thanksgiving. We're out of time. We'll see you. We'll catch you all tomorrow. Thanks, thank you for tuning in to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. We'll see you tomorrow. We out. for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. <laughs>